Hey everybody, it's Tim from Phantom History House. Steve's also here. Steve, how you doing? I'm good. Hello. And everybody, we are live here on all the socials with the wonderful Tiffany Fitzpatrick. Tiffany, how are you? Wonderful. I'm here with you guys. How could I not be? <laughs> well, thank you. You are very special to us. Of course, you were one of the people that gave us a lot of great advice as we were building this whole venture. And then you were here for our grand opening. It was wonderful to see you. And you've given us a lot of advice throughout this whole process. So thank you for being here again today. Absolutely. It's always an honor to spend time with you guys and share some of my occultist information with you guys. So it's, and you guys always are just so respectful of, of the belief system. So I, I really appreciate being able to collaborate on this. Right. So the way to sort of set this up, what we keep hearing that this is, a, this is the week of Halloween, right? We're actually a week away. Um, this is a special time sort of in this world. Um, there's th things going on that make it an especially good time to um, do readings, do seances, maybe come visit Phantom History House, that whole thing. So I was going to just ask you if you could sort of set up and explain for us this special time. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, for, for us witches or those that are uh, Wiccan or, or pagan or in the occult industry, uh, the occult community, if you will, uh, this is, we're leading up to what's called Samhain. Uh, it's it's spelled Samhain, but it's pronounced Samhain, uh, just for those of you that, that aren't familiar with that different pronunciation. And essentially it's it's a time where we are kind of saying goodbye to, to autumn and we're, and we're welcoming in winter, getting ready to. Um, of course, when we have the winter solstice, that'll actually be when we're welcoming in winter. But it is a really powerful, it's actually considered the witch's new year, because for us, it is the new year where we've, we've had our, our harvest, the, the wheel of the, the earth is all around the harvest, uh, growing season, planting season, uh, harvesting, the rest, et cetera. And so that's exactly what this is, is this is our new year before we go into a rest where Mother Earth rests before the, the new growth in the spring. Um, and so it is a very powerful time, just like, just like for New Year's Eve, as we experience that, like we're setting aside one year and, and preparing for the next. And it's the same thing for us. But for us, it connects on a level spiritually as well because it does pierce the veil it does the, the veil is very thin and so there's a lot of powerful combination and on top of what's already a powerful combination with Samhain approaching it's also powerful right now because we are in not one but two eclipse portals right now and the first is getting ready to close on the 28th and then we'll go into Samhain uh, and then of course the, the the bigger eclipse portal will actually close with the solar eclipse in April so we're it's a very powerful time right now excellent time for a reading or any sort of psychic development. And, and to kind of follow up on what you said there, Tiffany, we've heard several times that the veil is thinning. What does that mean exactly? What veil and how does, how does it then? Yeah, absolutely. So <clears throat> here in our incarnations as humans living, you know, our, living our, our human lives, this, you know, we're in a very three dimensional life. We're in a very uh, physical manifestation life. Um, however, beyond that, the unseen is through the veil. So when, when anyone says through the veil, it's literally everything else that's unseen. It's, it's beyond the veil that, um, so it's everything from our ancestors, uh, the spirit realm, spirit guides, uh, other beings that may exist only on other dimensions, etc. So it's, it's a very big phrase to explain what all else is out there. Um, so beyond the veil, that's exactly what it is, is it's seeing something that isn't maybe a part of our physical manifested realm. Um, and so the, when the veil is thin, 
it's it's actually as thin as you want it to be any time. But because it's so thin now is because we have so many people focusing on the fact that, oh, the veil is thin. So when you when you have so many people direct energy and focus and attention um, and intention towards the same thing, then it kind of makes it stronger and more powerful. It's the same reason that power circles work or I'm sorry, prayer circles work. So it's the same concept. So right now we have so many people that already anticipate that the veil is thin during Samhain, during uh, Halloween, um, during Dia los Muertos. Um, and so because we have so many people that already have that in them, their mindset and they direct rituals and and prayers and and altars to that purpose, you have so much energy being directed towards the veil that it does thin but it can actually be as thin as you want it to any time of year. So it's like a literal strength in numbers situation because everybody is literally. So and that's there. exactly how energetics work. Wow. Now, so this is a good time to get a reading uh, because of that. Um, so I know a lot of people have different feelings about reading. Some are super excited and say, I want to contact great grandpa Joe and see what he has to say. And others are like, you know what? I'm just going to go in and see what ha kind of happens. Um, how does that work here? And should people be worried about some of those spirits that could come through? How optimistic should they be that they're going to connect with the person that they want to? What, what do you tell your clients? So the reason that when for Halloween, the reason that we dress up as ghosts and ghoulies and demons, et cetera, is actually to scare away and, and deflect negativity, deflect evil, deflect um, bad spirits, if you will. That was kind of the concept um, back and back and back was they won't bother me if they think I'm like them. So so that was why, <clears throat> excuse me, that was why we kind of dressed it up, dressed up and we put jack-o'-lanterns out and it, the whole concept was to deflect negativity. So you are still doing that. The difference is now we've lost the intention. So we can actually bring that back very easily of when you like your lights, your jack-o'-lantern, or when you put on um, a scary costume, make the intention, just set the intention of I'm deflecting any negativity. I'm deflecting anyone or anything that would have negative intentions towards me or towards my home. Um, so there's so many aspects of protection built into everything we do around the harvest, everything we do around Halloween anyway. It's just remembering that intention. Um, because again, that intention helps to produce the manifestation. <clears throat> so as far as being afraid that like you're going to have a negative a negative entity come to your home. If you're putting out a welcome mat and you're like, you know, spirits are welcome in my home, <clears throat> come feast at my table, then yeah, you could get all sorts just like you would on Thanksgiving day. If you're like, hey, my, my home is open to anyone that needs a meal. You might have some, some individuals that come to your home under a guise of wanting to share a meal with you and then maybe take advantage of you. It is possible. Is it likely? That really just depends on what you feel like you're open to and what you're expecting. And so expectation and intention leads to manifestation. And so if you are making sure that you're setting those intentions of the only ones that are welcome in my home to dine at my table are those that have the best intentions towards my highest good or the highest good of my family, my home, et cetera, then you're, you're already doing a lot of the work to deflect that negativity. So you can set those same intentions as you go into a reading, into a seance, that kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. And a lot of times a, a psychic or a, a reader or um, someone who's doing a seance, a medium, etc., they will set that intention for you just because psychics, especially those that do it on a regular basis, they don't want to encounter the negative side either if they can help it. Uh, and, and then they're prepared. Generally, they're prepared when when it does happen. Um, so, yeah, a lot of times they're going to set that intention, but you can always set intentions for yourself. Mm -hmm. And 
to follow up on kind of what you said about, you know, opening your home to having this come in. I mean, here at Phantom History House, we are set up for that. We've had you here doing readings. You were here for our grand opening. You helped bless the house. We've had other psychics come through. We have uh, Big Mama coming in this weekend. We've had Kristen. We've had Libba. We've had all these great psychics and mediums come through. So we are certainly open to that kind of energy. What does that mean for anybody to get a reading here at the Bed and Breakfast? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so because you had like you have that intention at the bed and breakfast, you have that intention at Phantom History House of, you know, all are well, all, excuse me, all are welcome. Uh, that is is a point in our physical realm where there's a lot of power coming to one location. And so it does help thin the veil, which is why it is a great place to experience. And of course I've been there, like I, I was there for your grand opening. So I felt how, how much it is a point in space in our physical uh, realm where a lot of power culminates. And so because of that, you can, you and the psychic that you sit with, and Big Mama this weekend, can tap into that. I know you've had seances there at the house too. So you can tap into that, that thinner veil because it is a point in physical space where the veil is thinner and it's thinner even more than just right now. It's thinner all the year round because of that's the intention. And so it is an excellent time to do a reading at the house. Now, when I came down in February for your grand opening, that was one of the things that we discussed. There was there was a concern about that of like we want that experience, but we also don't want to. We don't want it to be a scary house. And so that was some of the intentions that we set up and the protective wording that we did was to just have spirits and entities that wanted to come in and visit the home and visit folks at the home as long as they had the best intentions for the owners and and the and the guests inviting them in. And so that was a very strong intention that was set when we did those initial warding. Um, so that way people can feel safe having a seance or working with a Ouija board or calling in for a reading, calling in ancestors, spirit guides, et cetera, and knowing that it, it's a safe place because there is a filter built up around the, the, the perimeter, around the, the residence right. to deflect any negativity. And I, and I have to say, you know, we've had a lot of uh, activity here as far as those seances and those readings. And for all the feedback we've gotten has been very, very positive. You know, there haven't been any dark entities. There hasn't been any surprises that people are super uncomfortable with. So thank you for your help in setting all that up whenever we started this project. Um, how does that work as far as maintaining that safe barrier? Is this like a yearly renewal kind of thing? How does that part work? I mean, you can have me out every six months to, to recharge them if you want. I'm up for that. Um, but no, it's actually a self-charging battery. Um, so essentially, the more energy you put into it, the more intention you put into it, the the more it recharges itself. Um, and, and you can do that with anything that you set intention for. Um, but that's those wards specifically were set up to allow them to recharge. So they wouldn't dissolve over time, but as, the more that you use them, the more that you call in energies and spirits, that energy just kind of goes to recharging those batteries, so to speak. Okay. So I want to ask a question about that. So is that something that we need to do with intention or is it just us constantly trying to create positive, happy, peaceful, comfortable environments for people? Is that also just sort of by default working into what we're trying to create yeah absolutely the the desires and the passion and the emotion that you put into what you're trying to create out there uh, there at, at phantom history house that's part of the intention that's the most powerful intention because you have the emotion behind it because you have the desire and the passion and you've seen the fruit from continuing to pour in that intention so yeah absolutely that's that's it. you're doing exactly what you should for wanting to bring in positive experiences and you know ghostly ghouly experiences but on a positive side 
And to, to go back to kind of what you said a little bit about this time of year and Halloween itself, I mean, I'm a Halloween nut. I, I love it. I love that we're able to live and work in this house that has a eerie theme that is kind of like Halloween year round. But I know that the specific date of Halloween is very specific. But you talked about that it's more of a window of 14 days or so, um, a little bit. Is the date of Halloween more significant than that overall window? So, okay, that's an excellent question. So Halloween has traditionally been held uh, on October 31st because that was the easiest benchmark. Um, it's actually, it actually moves. It's an astrological point of about uh, 15 degrees Scorpio. Um, what that means is like it's halfway between the autumn equinox and the winter solstice. And so it's, it's an astrological point in time where um, the, the autumn equinox is, is, is waning and then we're moving towards the winter solstice. Um, so that's a lot of, of astrological. So it actually, there, it is a point that moves. So because of that, we have the expected date of October 31st and then we have the astrological point, which this year is November 6th. I've already, I've actually already looked it up because I do year ahead readings for, for the solstice. Uh, I apologize for Samhain. Um, and so I've already looked that up. So there is that window. Now, mind you, we also have another window because we just had a partial, an annular solar eclipse on October 14th. We have a partial lunar eclipse on October 28th. That is a closing portal, um, an eclipse portal of releasing anything that is not serving you and not serving your path into the future um, and allows you to just kind of release and let go of what is not going into your next chapter. And that is something that you can do very intentionally, but also it'll sweep through on its own, whether you want it to or not. Now, our, we have a total solar eclipse on April 8th. So we're literally in the middle of two, port, two eclipse portals. Um, and the, the one that moves through April 8th is transitioning everyone into their next chapter. Um, it's so, between now and the 28th, we're removing, we're kind of like closing a chapter and then we're moving into creating and manifesting uh, our new chapter and moving into it. Now, whether we want to or not, eclipses have a very like universal power on their own. They sweep out what is not serving us on their own and help us to realign with our soul's course. Um, but we are in the middle of some powerful eclipse portals on top of, then there's the, the Samhain um, window, so to speak, between October 31st and November 6th. So a lot of portals kind of moving around, a lot of power, especially culminated there at Phantom History House, because you've already been setting that intention. So if you're wanting to get a reading and you're not already booked with me, then yes, you absolutely should be making sure that you're booking with Big Mama this weekend, because not only is it a powerful place, Big Mama is a powerful person and a powerful psychic. And it's a great opportunity for you to have a clearer sight of your timeline moving forward and what to expect as we're moving through this eclipse portal and aligning with your, your timeline and your path. I'm, I'm curious from, from your perspective and your point of view, because I know that you see the world differently than I do, for example, because of your abilities. So as this time approaches, um, how does your perception change? Um, you know, because in like my Hollywood brain, it's just like, oh, suddenly you're seeing ghosts everywhere and you're seeing spirits everywhere. I don't know if that's how it works or not. So I mean, kind of. Yeah, it depends on where you're at. Yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's um. There's a lot of like, if you're familiar with um National Treasure and the Benjamin Franklin glasses, where like you they have different filters. It's kind of like that as a psychic. The more you look through the veil, um, you have to put on your like human filter. 
Wow. And so it's that way you're not overwhelmed all the time. But yeah, you walk into like, um, like I do a lot of events at haunted, um, haunted locations, haunted event centers. And it's, it's like, you're, it's not just the people, it's all the people that come in with the people. So absolutely. But this time of year, it gets stronger because it's not just us living humans that are aware that the veil is thinning or that we're directing energy and attention towards this is a common time for us to pay homage to our ancestors and ask them for guidance, et cetera, have them over for dinner. Um, that actually started as a way of like asking our past ancestors to come in and um, help us make it through a mild winter. So they would, they would kind of scope out the harvest and they would, um, they would try and help us make sure that that harvest made it through the winter with us and that we had a mild winter. Um, so that was kind of the, the point of Samhain to begin with. Um, now, so it's not just us living that are aware that this is a, a powerful time, but also those that have passed on because they're aware, hey, this is when our our living relatives remember us and kind of set aside food for us. Like This is a powerful time. So it's both sides. So it's like we're both kind of like, finding my camera we're, we're both kind of like coming together from either side of the veil so right. there is more activity there there are more more spirits that are stopping in and um and and it's becoming very busy more so than usual so yes absolutely yeah and, and one thing i've heard too is that um that the spirits that may not have the power or the energy of some of the other spirits are now looking at this as an opportunity to come through as as well so maybe it's not as difficult for them to break through yeah, absolutely. So there's a lot of ways that spirits can uh, gain energy or gain power. Um, and some of them are positive, some of them are not so positive, which is why those intentions for protection are really important. But yeah, absolutely. So as that veil, <laughs> as that veil thins, then yeah, it becomes easier for the spirits as well to cross over um, because there is that thought process, there is that that intention. I think there's a movie called um, Coco, if I remember correctly, and, it, and it's focused very much on Dia de los Muertos, um, and and it talks about the those for the, that become forgotten and what happens to them. Now, how realistic that is, I'm not personally aware of like forgotten spirits because uh, the ones that I've dealt with aren't so much forgotten as they like move on to another task but as far as the energy of spirits that are wanting to come back and connect with family yeah that does become harder when you don't have someone on this side focusing on the veil to connect with them so i can absolutely understand and see how they kind of need that extra push of like hey hold the door open for me right and and before we before we let you go because i know it's you know weekday we all got a lot of stuff we got to do but um, you kind of answered this, but if somebody is considering a reading, whether here with Big Mama, with you, wherever they are in the world watching this, if they are considering a reading, what pieces of advice would you give to them? Um, obviously, positive intentions moving forward. Uh, but what would you say to them if they're getting ready to schedule a reading or have done a reading and they're looking forward to it? Yeah, absolutely. So a lot of people think that they need to have a specific question before they can go to a psychic or a reader. You actually don't. We can read generally. We can. Um, one of my favorite things to do is general readings where I just tap into what messages need to come through for you at this time. Um, and that's and that can provide a lot of really powerful information. And a lot of times touches on what you're not ready to ask about or open up or talk about openly. Also, trust your instincts. If you're sitting down with someone uh, and you don't really get a good vibe for them, then trust your instincts. Don't just sit with them just because, oh, well, they're they're really persuasive or so-and-so went to them or they, you know, they have a business so they have to know what they're doing. Trust your instincts because it may not be the right person to sit with you specifically. Um, and 
just try and be open-minded. Uh, a lot of times you don't get the answers that you're looking for. You get the answers that you need. And that's the whole point of it. So make sure that you're that you're trying to keep an open mind, um, even if it doesn't make sense in the moment, especially if you're asking for a general reading. Trust that like what is being said to you, if you already trust the person that you're working with and you're keeping an open mind, trust that the messages that are coming through to you will make sense eventually. They may not make sense right now. I had one question I wanted to back up and ask you. You talked to me a little bit about jack-o'-lanterns deflecting evil at Halloween. I don't know if you've seen any pictures, but we have a jack-o'-lantern theme this year. There's like the whole front yard is full of jack-o'-lanterns. Is I know like forty of them. <laughs> I just like jack-o'-lanterns, and I think they're they're coolest thing about Halloween. So that's why we sort of leaned that way. But um, I guess we are deflecting a lot of spirits away, or is it? Can it just be fun like too? I guess. I mean, it can just be fun, but at the same time, the, the the point of the scary faces or the funny faces on the jack-o'-lanterns historically was to deflect demons and negative negative um, entities and evil spirits and all the the concerns we had of like negative ghosties and ghoulies. Um, and so it, it really, that was kind of the historical point. But yeah, it can also just be fun. So it's kind of like um, a, a Mori dance. Of, it can just be for fun, but also it can be intimidating and, and, and off-putting for the enemy. And that was kind of the whole point. Like it is for fun, it is historical, but it also is to like disarm your opponents. And so you can do that with humor. You can do that with like acting crazy. You can do that, which, which a lot, like that's kind of the whole point of the Mori dance is to like intimidate you and make you feel um, kind of just disarmed. Like, hey, I, I don't want to face fight someone who, who is going that extreme. Stream. And so it's kind of the whole point. You just disarm your opponent to begin with. And it's the same concept of doing that with like evil spirits and ghosts and demons, et cetera, that might mean you harm. That's well, a really good question because again, we have so many here, but so it's not preventing friendly spirits from coming in. It's disarming the ones that we don't want here to come in. Right. So, it's the same as trick-or-treaters. I mean, they're, they're like, oh, this is so much fun. I want to go check out this house. So, yeah, it's it's, it's, this, it's the same concept. It's about the intention. Um, and I yeah, I have seen a lot of your videos of your decorations outside and how they've grown and escalated. And they just look incredible. And and I'm so excited for anyone to come and experience them. And plus, I already know how amazing the inside of the house is, too. So, yeah, if you're even remotely in the area or looking for a, a trip to take over Halloween, especially this weekend, then I don't know what you're waiting for. You should already be staying at Phantom History House. Well, thank you. And I, I mean, I'm biased, but I feel like the coming and seeing the decorations at night is worth the trip. So everybody <laughs> book a room and come stay and you can you can spend a lot of time and enjoy that. Thank you so much for explaining all of this. What a wonderful conversation. Steve, anything you wanted to say or ask before we go? Uh, no, but you know, I always have questions later on and Tiffany, you're, you're like family to us. So, you know, you'll be hearing from us again soon to have a follow-up conversation, but thank you so much for kind of putting everything in a historical pers perspective, as well as in a spiritual perspective. Uh, I think it's helpful for anybody on that, on that scale of what Halloween means. So, uh, thank yeah, you for absolutely. that. I'm always on I'm so sorry. Uh, just, I right you know, here. have a, an, an amazing Halloween, especially if you can make it to, to Phantom History House. And I, it's been an honor to sit and chat with you about this. And by all means, if you have any questions, I'm happy to answer questions. I love answering questions. Just shoot me a DM. Thank you so much. It was great talking to you. You too. Bye, guys. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. <laughs>